Night rings through. Uh, so right now, everybody who's here, um, let's put your hands together for Brandon Pitts. Thank you for having me. Bellingham is a lovely town. It's awesome. It is like it's cool, like you know, like it's like this, you know, country, smaller town, but you know, you're surrounded by progressive people and you know, open-mindedness, and you got everything here, yet you don't have all the hassle. It's pretty cool. I'd live here for sure. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna was supposed to bring my new book here, but uh, it's in the process of being shipped to me. Uh, I have a new book that's, uh, I guess there's copies of it, so I guess it's out now. Um, it's called Tender in the Age of Fury. It's on a new publisher for me, a much bigger publisher, so I'm happy to be and humbled to be on them. And tonight I'm going to read exclusively from that book, Tender in the Age of Fury. And I'm going to start with the second poem, which is an allegory. The poem is an allegory for uh, the male sex drive. And uh, beware of the drubby that wanders the cornfields at night, steals the souls of sleepers and drives them back to a time where men ate raw meat and not on dirt-covered roots, tore at women with a brute fang, poof of a love that a man can feel. Hey, Jim, why'd you do that evil deal out in the woods where only the frogs heard poor Delilah cry? Hey, Jim, can you tell me why? For that devil takes you, casts you back upon the wheel where Legba presides over the cycle of reason to purge your ordeal. In the lesson of transformations where I sat on the wet nurse's lap, she sang songs about the old times in that far-off land where cracked hands beat spells upon drums and how to sell your soul to the drubby out on highway 61 when he taps you on the shoulder take the deal don't look back and the grimoire will reveal its secrets even to those who can't understand but it was dropping hail when i came to the crossroads of my life down in Beauregard, mississippi out on route 49 so i gone through the thistle patch a contract in my hand drew a circle in the cornfield where they go and see the drubby man hey jim why you lay down your plow hey jim Left your woman to fend for the sow. Jimbo, gone to revel in the city swell, but stopped to steal peaches and asleep in the hay. They'll find you, Jimbo. Find you one day. But tonight, you'll hop a freight train 
and dream of new lands where money and women come to a man with the strength of dreams and a mind to foretell. But there'll be no more wishes from the drubby's secret well. And this was the prophecy that the angel foretold. A mannish boy would be born on the eve Delilah went cold. This next poem is called Urgot in the Rye. When the fog settles on the field as the fourth wind slows, mice will scratch patterns on church floorboards. And the spirits that silence the birds of the tree will push the sow down deep into the sty on the day the neighbors can no longer plan their means to the cycles of the moon. But a man can lean on the Bible, smoking nightshade from a cob bowl, to stand minister over the mandrake, as Solomon had mastery over the gin, until his children catch St. Antony's fire, and misbirths plague the pure, running widdershins with eyes glued to the steeple. And the good wife, buried in the yard, was burned for black charisma and blind incantations. Matthew approaches her headstone from the right, departs the stone from the left, taking with him that damp cold that puts infirm into one's bones. For frost will soon come to those of us who sustain our provender through the mercy of the field. Let's see. Uh, is everyone following the campaign? <laughs> Shell is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Strange times we live in, yeah. Yes, indeed. And Okay, speaking of Trump, yeah. I was like, I was like, it'll never happen. But Dobby's like, excuse me, Ronald Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'm going to dedicate this, this poem to, uh, the GOP frontrunner, Donald Trump. For I have seen the ghastly rider, the one who is marked by a swarm of hummingbirds as he pursed his lips. His caste is uncommon. He is the patron of criminals and men who steal lives and abandon care for cash. He dismounted and slowly walked through the streets that were aligned to the astral procession of the luminaries and stood before the great seal, its copper corrupted in green, though its strong arm bore a polished shield. On the edge of the ocean front of the cityscape with outstretched arms he summoned his minions and out of the sea they came the masters of all they envision where I stood on the beach like an urchin in envy as they prated their Nubian queens it was on that corner where I could see that my only option was to accept their number of weeks a counter to track their movements as they provided for my every need 
Spirits on the left of me, forces to the right. I looked to heaven where reality cracked, and the angelic hosts, the chayut, returned running. And those angels of a higher form kissed my lips, causing them to tingle as the ophanum hath forsaken, circling the fallen buildings. And the Elohim issued their warning. There will come to you a man with one eye. He will show you water that you cannot drink and fire that will not burn. A warning to others. He travels fast, as fast as the speed of light and can appear in many places at once and in as many forms. Speaking all the languages, reversing the edict of Babel, he will survive the flood. Fire and brimstone shall not harm him, for he carries with him a number, an ISP tattooed on his chest. I'm going to read something kind of long. Um, and uh, this poem uh, is popular in some parts. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's called Lot, uh, named after the biblical patriarch Lot, who survived Sodom and Gomorrah. His wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Um, anyway, everyone knows that, but... Uh, you know, it's they don't like to talk about it in church, but in Genesis 1936, after surviving Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot had a drunken menage a trois with both of his daughters, and he got them pregnant. Yeah, that's the Bible, exactly. Yeah, nowadays... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, full circle. That's why the story of Lot is, is important today. And... uh yeah, so you know, and yeah, what can I say? But anyway, it's it's not really about incest. The poem is an allegory for um, globalization and uh, capitalism's dominance over uh, developing nations and the incest of cultures in the face of one world culture. Because you know, we need our diversity, just like you know, incest. Uh, one culture will weaken us as a species. So it's called Lot. There was a time when I could separate the sublime from the gross. But now each day is to deny the arson. Signs of Isaac do not complain. We are defining our times. And from Hedon to Hebron, I have heard the angels cry. And it is Aleph from the mouth of God that unites. For I was once pure but warmed a seat in the Senate, dope sick the power of the penance. We smashed the idols, worshipped Yahweh, knelt in prostration among the trees of Mamre, Essence filled our prayers. Melchizedek blessed us with wine. Fighting for Sodom's king paid a purse full of dime. Then we went to the spot where the angels had fallen, and there spoke the words that raised up the golem. On the road to Haran from Rib made the sister, a woman for Prometheus, hellfire tempter. Oh, to be young again, what would I redo or say to touch her pliable curves? 
my hands molding the clay. But it was all for naught when Azazel kicked the sand, saved my uncle's son with the waters of Zamzam. Quick, call the rabbi, we need to kill the golem. Debauchery and shame marked my days in Sodom. For late nights in Sodom and Gomorrah, but it was love, benevolent euphoria. Seven seconds to midnight we heard the toll bell ring. Slave ship cometh, hung flesh with wings. Abraham, Abraham, Uncle Rye, you raise birds from the dead, release them to fly. The trumpets blast, the sinners sing. We spat on gold-plated streets, broken from tribute to the king, pulling out of Sodom, and then broke the levee, backed away from the lake like Shabbatai Zevi. Nowadays, I make love to two daughters. Seems I'm the only prophet never saved by water. Cult of Isis, mushrooms and tithe. The idols watched as her sweating body writhed. The evangelist, he called my daughter a slut, but the orbs decreed she was ruled by Malchuth. I left my wife a pillar of salt, bronze men, statues glowing in glut. Now it's been so long since I heard the sermon of the sodomite priest pushing comely angels, melting from the heat. Searing, searing, reach up to the heavens. Baina, shokma, swimming with depression. Lord, I am sad, but I don't know why. Lying naked between two daughters, yet I feel like I should die. We stay awake, waiting for the cosmic decree, as the ten zephyr of nothingness swell and sing. But I've gone unnoticed, my crimes washed complete, a respected patriarch of the next two centuries. And who are you to ask me what I've done? Send your gripe to the impotent congressman. The priests were wrong, the Bible unwritten. Today I trade spice with a heathen Egyptian. Daughters, oh daughters, can you ever forgive me? But it was you two girls who got me drunk and stripped me. Fire, brimstone, order in the cosmic blast. The angel said, let there be ten. But I was seven-tenths to the last. Oh, you two daughters of Lot, on earth as it is in Hades, the next generation will be born simple, consumer subjects, incest babies. After 300 years held up in a cave, the cult prostitute foresaw the coming rage. Venus, Mars, remember the lash. Whipped men in temple halls, harem girl with a sash. Tifereth, Tifereth, Hod felt the splendor. I ignored the vile, focused on the tender. Bricked by Abraham, murdered by Ishmael, I had to pay tithe to the great stone idol. Like Aluza and Let. I loved those two sisters, so I moved the family to Iram, city of a thousand pillars. Down from the mountain to the town of Qureshi, the Azan was called, but seven wives too many. Tent in the desert, mud wall in the town, pay taxes, go hungry, swim or drown. They took 360 idols from the Kaaba with pain. The gods were abandoned. Only a law remained. For right here, right now, we are defining our times. Our ingenuity makes everything easier. There's no need to flex. Everyone's a musician, an artist. We are all beautiful, all brothers, all sisters. I can go green with my compostable cup, organic with my lettuce, Corinthian leather in my SUV, fair trade with my chocolate. If you're reading about it in China, Searching it in Pakistan, debating in North Korea, it's going viral in Iran. I can record my every move, and you can watch it in the cyber universe, adding a whole new dimension to the mundane of my day. I can comment on, like, or dislike just about anything, avoiding the cheesy, downloading all that is cool. I can post my profile.
friend you, unfriend you, change my status, delete your comment. I can do it all, be it all, or just sit it out and order food from my house. 20 minutes or it's free, for I have touched the sublime, made love to the grotesque. My life is spent, never to get up, never to ascend. Sons of Ishmael, do not complain, for right here, right now, we are defining our times. Thank you. Um, I decided I'm going to do this next poem because uh, the first time I ever came to Bellingham, Washington, I was given psychedelics. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever done them. And uh, anyway, only in Bellingham, right? So uh, anyway, uh, what? It was mushrooms. And so this poem is about mushrooms, too. Uh, I, I have this friend of mine who moved to Id, India and studied for a long time as a healer with, with the Brahmins, and uh, she learned the art of cultivating this certain mushroom. And uh, she gave me some for my birthday. She's like, okay, I'm giving you a lot, so don't eat all of it. Like Maybe do it half of it or a third. <coughs> I'm like, cool, thanks. And she's like, but seriously, this is not like the mushrooms that grow on the cow patties in western Washington. This is like, this is what the Brahmins made Soma out of. So I'm like, cool, all right, I'll write. She's like, you won't be writing. <laughs> so after, I just sw- after swallowing the entire bag against her advice and... Uh, <laughs> getting out my pen ready to go um, while salivating on the paper. Uh, what I was, what I managed to read from my scribble, I compiled this poem out of. And it's called Chaldeans. We are the spore stars watching the planets, charting the horizon, finding patterns in all things. We are the Chaldeans, underwriters of the heavenly war, debating on the number string, mapping out the luminous orbs. Soma constitutes the greater part of our geometry. We unite with semen as the spermatozoa swims in an array, fanning out like tendrils, veins in the Gothic arch. We are the apostles of the eternal glory. Winners on the astral plane, laying on our backs in bliss, accepting the throb and thrust within the plasmatic ocean of the never-ending womb. For the void is pleasant, and love is the best thing in any world. And we are eternity in insemination, holding all the answers. We are the princes of the cosmic waste, that primordial gland that issues chaos throughout creation while expanding the universe through pulse and penetration. Oh, great potential, showing us glimpses of your splendor. We are the righteous tribesmen seeking out the menstrual cycle of the lunar houses, for creation is our highest act. 
as we reap from the broken veil, standing where there is no time. We are the harvesters of wisdom, marked by apostolic succession, phosphorant Christian halos and Phrygian caps. The Aryan council in the darkened night where neon mandalas glow in the fray. We are the sailors on the event horizon with our third eye tethered to the sacred gem, the zephyr of nothingness. The priestly elect above judgment and the laws of average men with our days spent in stasis swimming in the ocean of God. I still have time. <laughs> I timed this out. Uh, it came out to 22 minutes every time, and now I'm looking at 18. Okay. Let's see. Uh, how about, you know, we were mean to Donald Trump before. Like, how about I dedicate another one to Donald Trump? <laughs> this one is called Nimrod. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Sorry, I shouldn't cuss in the library, you know. Anyway, yeah. Okay. What? Okay. How do I do it? I, okay, all right. <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. Nimrod. Let them fill up their church on Sunday, sprouting hymns to virgins while others worship the clay toad. They look at each other with misunderstanding. For the Lord hath confounded their efforts on the mound. Let them pray as lightning strikes the steeple, the electric moment, filling them with terror. As the Lord hath confounded their efforts on the mound. Let them ignore the cell phone as it vibrates across the table like a planchet spelling out doom. Answer it, and you too shall be confounded on the mound, for they all love the Antichrist, born into law and order. His name is Donald Trump, Nimrod, and you are working for him. For like the Christian Savior, he hath risen again to repatriate the people, swathing them in luxury helping brothers and sisters of the world unite in one national embrace while leading them to believe that he teaches love and tolerance. But tolerance is to tolerate, and Nimrod has only provided one bar of soap to wash them all, so their skin shall no longer smell of pheromones and bees shall not molest them until the day, once again, his efforts shall be confounded on the mound. Not really about Donald Trump, but you know, about about globalization. There's a whole section on it in my new book. But uh, yeah, no, but you know, like hey, like you know, like you know, like one product everywhere, like global economy, and hey, but we're all united and it's great, and one bar of soap to wash them all, you know, kind of. Mm. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Half the time my stuff doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to. So I guess I have time for one more. And uh, thank you, Bellingham. Just 
Remember, there's a war on earth fought with misinformation and taxes waged by private firms who own public administration. But what is, is not what once was and does not have to be. So filled with the memory of the thinning that exists around the Holy Rood, I prayed to the Lord of hosts, and ministering angels descended from heaven to whitewash the crowds with scents, infusing them with the ability to discern many things, secrets and harbingers to days of sweet nectar, peace, and no more need for the Bible trade, a life of Rosh Hashanah for you, Christmas for eternity, Eid Mubarak, everyone, and salient blessings for all. For in the age of third helpings, the fat shall fall from the vine, juices of plenty shall flow, and mugs will clash in salutations. Gone will be the days of impoverished dinners and the second helpings of our fathers. I want to be served thrice. So fill my platter with rich foods basted in butter. For in that age, the abundance shall drip down my chin. Thank you. Brandon Pitts, everyone, getting crazy with the microphone. Something about Robert you might not know. He loves books. Hard. Gonorrhea. Get it while you can't. Get the bone of the syphilis. Poetry. Not syphilis.